Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Hello, ladies, and welcome to the Entourage Podcast. This is Jessie Salee. I am filling in hosting for Paige today because she is on maternity leave, just had her baby boy, Oaks, and we are very excited for her. And today we have a special guest, Annette Rustin. She is on the Entourage board. She spoke a wonderful word this last Tuesday at our Entourage gathering, and we're going to kind of recap today what she spoke about alongside our segment of Graves, Gardens, and Gratitude this November. Annette is a wife, a mother, a very proud grandmother, and (laughs) isn't that right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And she also uh, leads The Ultimate Journey, which is a a discipleship program. Um, So we're glad that you're here. How are you feeling, Annette? Good. (laughs) That's good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're so glad you're here. Um, So a couple weeks ago, I talked about our Chispa Garden, and it's the Cut Flower Garden at Mm -hmm. Entourage Ministries. If you missed it, you can listen to um, that part of our November podcast. And there was something that I actually didn't mention on that podcast, and it was my sheer lack of belief in a seed. And mm. and I found myself at the beginning of planning this garden, never having done a cut garden before, never gardened. I just didn't have that experience, didn't grow up with farmers or anything like that. My parents didn't have green thumbs, nor did they want to try. <laughs> so but at the beginning, I did find myself having high hopes in what those mm. hopes were. Yeah. Since it was on the soil of our ministry house, I thought, wow, how could... One day, maybe we could actually host a baby shower and have flowers mm. for it or have the flowers for our conference. I love that. Yeah. And and both of those things actually happened yes. this season. Yes. And I just thought, well, I really don't believe in the power of a seed, and nor do I believe in the power of the design for that seed because I definitely just knew that I didn't know anything. I was going into new territory and that God just made seeds to grow and that He was gardening. So where I wanted to start was one of the points that you made on Tuesday about um, living a life for, I mean, from the gardener instead of for Him. So I would love for you to explain that to the ladies who possibly weren't there at Entourage. Okay. So... When I say living a life from him versus for him, I have spent way too many years doing things for God, as in being involved in good activities, things um, that I knew um, were from his heart, mm-hmm. but doing them in my own power rather than doing them from him. And in John 15, he Jesus is teaching and he talks about abiding in him and how he's the vine and we're the branches. 
So what that means is for the branches to grow, they have to be connected to their source, and that's where they get uh, everything that sustains them and mm-hmm. allows them to reach further and to expand. Mm-hmm. And that's the way we need to live our lives. That's what Jesus was encouraging us to do, to abide in Him. So I can be involved in those same good activities, but if if my source is Him instead of me— mm-hmm. The real work of heaven is what's happening. It's not just me performing a task or completing something. It's it's allowing the Holy Spirit to be at work and to expand His kingdom the way He sees it done as it is in heaven. So um, I have learned that lesson many times about how when I do things for him, from myself, I get tired, mm-hmm. I get frustrated, uh, the results are not what I really wanted to see, um, other people don't come along, or they get frustrated too and go there, you know, go a different way. And so um, there is just harmony and unity and peace peace and rest when we abide in Him and do things from Him as the source rather than us thinking He expects us to do things for Him. Mm -hmm. And can we expound on that a little more too? Because I think of two situations specifically where the Lord, uh, where we really live our lives from Him Mm -hmm. and abiding in Him. But then we also don't just live our lives that way, but we also lead others in our lives mm. that way. And sometimes I feel like it can be tricky. E- even mm. if you just take the garden, for example, like I can see myself as a seed that goes planted in the ground that just needs the garter- gardener to depend on. But then I was that gardener <laughs> for the seeds <laughs> right. in my garden. Yeah. And I, and, and so. What is the difference between abiding um, whenever you have to be the gardener too? Do you know what I mm, mean? Yeah, that's good. That's good. I have a dear family friend who has gardened for years and years, and he has always said he is. He always shares produce every year with mm. friends and family, and he always says. God allowed me to plant the seed, but He's the one that grew the fruit. Yes. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it that way, um, God does entrust with us opportunities to to play a gardener role. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, He is always our gardener. Mm -hmm. And so we don't garden on our own, and the results aren't up to us. But as we abide in Him, then... He fills us, and we can move as He moves Mm -hmm. and do what He does. What He does for us, we can offer to others. Yes, I totally agree. And it also makes me want to go into your points on legacy now, because uh, just a legacy in our life um, is the harvest that we've gotten. And I just love how in Proverbs 31, God says to Mm -hmm. the virtuous wife, give the fruit of her labor to her. Mm. I just love that, that mm-hmm. she she is so virtuous. She does these things for her family, for her community. And the Father says, give her the fruit of her harvest. Mm. And I just love that there's um, something 
so rewarding um, in giving to others, but also the fact that God gives it back to us. Um, yeah. But I just wanted to um, go through your points on legacy because there is a harvest now in the work that He allows us to do when we abide in Him. Mm-hmm. And you, especially as a wife, as a mother, as a grandmother, um, in those points of view, in the legacy that you get to pass on, I would love to touch on those okay. points. Well, a legacy is really a way of looking at the things that have come before at the present where we are now and what we're preparing for those who come after us. Mm -hmm. So to me, that is a lot like a chain. And if you think about each link in a chain by itself, it's just a (laughs) oval piece of metal that really has no point or purpose. But when they're all linked together, then they become something that is always connected and is able to then function, mm. perform a task to to accomplish something Yeah, when it's all linked together. And so we learn from people who have gone before us, and we uh, can gain wisdom and so much understanding. And then we're living in the present today, and the things that we are doing and preparing for today affect those who come after us yeah. tomorrow Yeah, or in the next generation. Yes, that's yeah. awesome. But um, one thing that I want to make really clear is just that leaving a legacy doesn't mean it, you have to have your own children or be married. or Right. It's, it is intergenerational, but it's not necessarily um, only familial. And what I mean by that is that we have relationships with so many different people, not just the ones in our family. So Mm -hmm. you could actually um, be a link in the chain for somebody at work Mm -hmm. or a neighbor or somebody that you see regularly at the coffee shop or, you know, there's just endless ways that we have connections with people and we can sow good seeds into that, so to speak, as the Lord gardens us, then we can garden other people. And that also is leaving a legacy for other people. We don't know how far reaching the things that we sow into other people go past them that we don't ever see. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. And it does make me think, um, as we were talking before about the parable of the talents and, and just having a legacy of looking before and after and um, how Jesus talks about um, what the kingdom of heaven is like and what a legacy looks like. And this parable has come up a few times. Uh, we go to Victory Life here in Durant, which is a church in Durant. And Jacob actually um, touched on this from his father, Pastor Dwayne Sheriff. Mm. And uh, which is neat that they're both, that Jacob's a pastor, yeah. but very different from his father, but touched on talents that his his dad pastored and talked about how sometimes it's hard to um, hear the truth from this parable, but whenever you understand how the world isn't fair <laughs> in mm-hmm. this, you actually see God's design and the legacy. And what I mean is it's Matthew 25, 
starts in verse 14, and Jesus says, For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, and to each according to his ability. And what we learn from this is that the servants that were entrusted, uh, the guy who got five talents actually took the five talents and doubled it. The gentleman who got two talents took their two talents and doubled it. And the one that had one talents didn't do anything with it. And it makes me think of two things. One, that we're entrusted with the what the Father gives us. Mm-hmm. And if we do something with it, He blesses it. And another thing is if we're entrusted and we don't do anything, it stops. But what I love about this passage with legacy is that we have a place, um, a starting place from what the Father gives us with our ability. And I think that that goes with um, family and legacy. Because whenever I think of the the privilege I have of being in America, when I think of the privilege I yes. have of growing up in a church, mm. I have a Bible readily available to me, and I have the Word hidden in my heart. And I see that as a great inheritance already given to me Yes, and a great truth that I actually already get to start on. Mm-hmm. And now I come into this cross point of this this path of do I do something with this? Do I steward it or do I not? Mm -hmm. And that's what I think God is saying. He blesses. Whether or not we start in the same place, He will always bless in what you steward, what He gives you. Mm -hmm. And I think that is so important, especially um, looking at you, um, having a family that you raised, being in your community, like you said, being a good friend, stewarding the women in your mm-hmm. discipleship program, mm-hmm. um, knowing that what you give them, if you actually if you give it to them and you teach them how to steward it well, what will come in their life? Mm-hmm. For, while you were talking, I was just thinking about the scripture from Galatians six nine that mm-hmm. says, "Don't grow weary in well doing, for at the proper time you will reap a harvest if you don't give up." Yes, and I was taught uh, years ago by a pastor that anytime the um, you see will in the scripture, that's a promise. Mm-hmm. It is going to happen. It's not just a, this could be a result, but it says it will. Yes. And so you can count on that. And so when I read that scripture and it says, you will reap a harvest if you just don't give up. Mm. That is encouraging to me that even though you may not see the result that you have sown into today, Mm -hmm. those seeds will reap something in the future. And so just don't give up and don't um, decide that it's just too much work and that it's not really (laughs) worth it. Because um, sewing is work. Mm-hmm. Yes. It is work. I mean, I'm sure you learned that with the Chispa Garden for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is work in, involved mm-hmm. in watering and tending, and mm-hmm. but yet there was a great harvest too. Mm-hmm. Yes, and it was worth it when you were able to enjoy the harvest. Then you understood the purpose of the labor that had gone into it. 
Yes. And and also the space needed for it, which mm. I want to talk about okay. what you touched on Tuesday. Yeah. Specifically from my garden, I was taught that I had to space out the tiny little seed yes. 10 inches apart. And I <laughs> thought I could get more seeds in there if I didn't do that. But And so there, there was a constant battle in my mind of what I wanted to do, what I saw as a tiny seed. Um, the space that I had for it, and then the knowledge that I just had to trust in what I was taught mm, that's to space good. it ten inches apart, <laughs> and yeah. the and and I did do it uh, a little like you know, I was just didn't really want to do it. <laughs> yeah. I was like dragging my feet. No, I I just wanted to space them closer. Yeah. But uh, the reason why I, they tell you that is because as as the plant grows, weeds grow around it. Mm-hmm. And if you don't give it space, you actually don't have space to take the weeds out. You oh. will kill the plants if mm. they're too close because you mm. can't. There's That's no good. space. And so, uh, yes, yeah. but I loved what you said about the oak tree and the space and the forest. So I'd love for you to share with us that visual. Okay. So if you had an oak tree that you were going to plant, you you purchased it at a nursery. It was the roots were in the ball like like you get them when you're going to transport them and, and transplant. And you were picking a place to plant it. Mm-hmm. Would you plant it in a wide open field where it didn't have any competition, so to speak? Mm-hmm. Or would you plant it in a clearing in an established forest mm-hmm. that had a small space where you could add something new, what would be the best place for the tree? And um, what I found was that roots from established trees have already gone out and pushed through the ground, the mm-hmm. soil, the the rock, whatever is in that ground, and have made pathways as those trees have grown. And a young tree then, if you plant it in that clearing in the forest, is able to put its roots out and follow those same channels that have already been made by those large mature trees and with that have large roots compared to the small roots that a young tree is going to be putting out initially. And then as that tree matures, it roots, its roots will also get bigger. And um, even a tree that's planted later would be able to then follow its channels. And so um, that is a perfect picture to me of connecting what's gone before to the present to the future because it's a natural glimpse of what the Lord has given us and enabled us to do in this in the spiritual mm-hmm. uh, when we take that example of that and think about a tree and how um, if those roots are not having to make its way all on its own, if it's not having to do all of the work on its own, mm-hmm. but it can follow a path that's already been made by a more mature, tree that already has an established root system, then it's it's not using all of its energies and expending everything it has to reach the resources that it needs. Wow. It's got a pathway to those resources, mm-hmm. and that enables it to be able to um, piggyback, so to speak, on those other roots, but then able to use its 
energy to go further Mm -hmm. than that other tree has already gone and expand in ways that other one hasn't already done because it didn't have to use all of its resources just to survive. Yeah. And so um, that brings me to that statement that we hear sometimes about our, our ceiling being those who come after us their floor where they can start on. Mm -hmm. And that is just another picture, another way to look at that, that if we garden and allow the Lord to garden us Mm -hmm. as we abide in Him and as we live from Him instead of for Him, then He's establishing those places or those pathways, those channels in our lives that allows other people to come alongside of us, Mm -hmm. use those pathways and channels without having to completely dig it out and make their own path or their own way. And that enables them to go further and stronger Mm -hmm. and help the next person be able to start in a better place and even go further. Yeah. That's so interesting because when I think of that, that makes me just think of the word brave. Mm. It makes me think of how <laughs> often I would just want to piggyback off mm. of somebody growing mm. up like or rub shoulders with yeah. maybe growing up the worship pastor because I could learn so much from yes. them, but also staying in a space that is not healthy for me because um, it doesn't allow me room to grow, as mm. you said, and to be established makes me think that the devil really uses that work to mm. go against us when when we stop looking to the Father to mm. grow us yeah. and start looking at other people, yeah. which is so sad because time and time again, uh, you hear in the Bible that we are to encourage one, one another yes. in who we are. Yes. But um, as I just think about uh, growing from the Father instead of for Him, uh, whenever I do things for the Father of my own ability, I often look at what others are doing to see yeah. what I should be doing instead of looking at others and being encouraged. Mm. And I think there is a fine line there uh, where you see somebody established and you see you're not established and you loathe the opposite of you. Yeah. Yes, Or that's you good. are um, in poverty and somebody is wealthy and you... Um, Loathe that. Mm, that's good. Or if you are wealthy and somebody's impoverished and just doesn't understand your lifestyle, you love them. And and um, there's an offense. You take up offense that way. Wow. And and I just loved that picture of being, what does it mean to really be brave, mm. to know, to be able to look at the establishment of what's around you and say, that's amazing. And and then to also be brave and say, okay, oh, do I really believe in a seed? Do I really believe in God's design that that I that I do need my space and I need time? I need mm-hmm. my time. And 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 then I also want to go back to how you said legacy is links, mm-hmm. because um, um, did you ever have moments in your life where it was hard to just think of yourself? as a link because I, I feel like especially in this day and age we see others we see success we see quick success a lot mm. even on social media or mm-hmm. how those things are and we just automatically want to succeed and create something great for ourselves <laughs> or for our name which yeah. is not a bad thing at all there's places for that too but um where I guess, 
where does it become vanity or where does it become the sin mm-hmm. whenever we're trying so hard to create our name when the Father says, no, all, all that I asked you to do was <laughs> to um, abide in me yeah. and I abide in you and you grow and you love people from mm-hmm. the fruit of your labor and then and then you are rest assured in the work that was done in Amen. me through you, yeah. and that's yeah. enough. Yes. Can that be enough? Yes. I love that. That's a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> There's a whole bunch right there. Here's my so. brain. <laughs> oh, no. It's awesome. That's all good. So a couple things came to my mind. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, you mentioned a fence. Yes. And I'm a visual person, yeah. so I literally saw in my mind a fence. Mm-hmm. And what does a fence do? It sets a boundary. And offense in our life does the same thing. It mm. makes a fence. Oh. It blocks us. It it causes a barrier um, in several ways, in relationship to whoever the offense is with, mm-hmm. in relationship to um, abiding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And to keeping that pathway open between us and the Lord. And so I don't want to carry offense because it it causes a border to be put in front of me that if I lay that offense down, that fence can fall down and I can go further than I can if I keep those boundaries around me or those borders. So offense is not detrimental to the other person necessarily, mm-hmm. it's damaging to me. Yeah. And I want to live in the freedom of not putting boundaries on myself mm-hmm. that don't allow me to go where the Lord wants to take me. Wow. And be free to just have no fences. Right. Right. <laughs> I don't want any fences. Right. <laughs> so I can be free range. Yes. So to speak. Free range. <laughs> Goodness. So, um, oh, the other thing that came to me was about comparison. Mm -hmm. And especially in that, the parable that you talked about out of Matthew with the the different talents Mm -hmm. and what they did or didn't do with those things and why did one get more and the other, you know, Uh all of that. Yes. It, It is such a trap in our world to consider comparison. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the Lord taught me, because I was really good at comparing. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I'm working on it. (laughs) Yeah. So He has taught me that if I compare myself with other people and where they are or are not, Mm -hmm. there's two possible outcomes of that. I either think more highly of myself than I ought, Mm -hmm. which is addressed in Romans chapter 12, Mm. or I think less of myself than I should as God's creation. And somewhere in there is the place where we just accept what God has done Mm As good, because he said it was good. He created everything, and then he said, this is good, and I am pleased with it. Mm-hmm. So am I good enough? Yeah. Yes, because he created me. Yes. 
and He's pleased with His creation. Mm-hmm. And He wants to be in intimate relationship with that creation. Mm-hmm. So it must be enough if he desires me to live and dwell in his presence. And another story that that reminds me of, which goes along great with the oak tree and where would you plant it in in a wide open field or in a clearing around other mature trees. If you think, think of an acorn, that is the seed of a tree. What is what is an acorn? If you take a seed from any plant, it has everything within it that is needed to create the plant that it came from. Everything. So if we're talking about an acorn and we're ta- thinking of the potential to create a huge, mighty oak tree that would bring lots of shade just the benefits of a, of a huge mature tree is held in that tiny acorn that you can hold in the palm of your hand. Mm-hmm. All that potential is inside there. And what's the difference between an acorn that falls in the forest on fertile soil versus an acorn that falls from a tree in the middle of a city and lands on a concrete path and has no dirt to grow and to be nourished from, what is the difference between those two things? It's where it falls. It's not the potential inside the seed because God made all oak trees with that yes. same ability to create to create, and then produce seed that will create a new tree. So I think it's important for us to remember when we feel personally like I'm I have less or I'm why can't I do what that person's do rather than comparing just to go back to the Lord and say thank you God that you put within me everything that you intended me to be and to become yes and if I have fallen in a hard place Mm -hmm. bring me to the fertile soil that you know I need in order to become what you intend for me to come and leave that to him. The result is up to him. Mm-hmm. He's the creator and the result is up to him. So rather than feeling like we are insufficient, mm-hmm. not enough, mm-hmm. no, he put it in there, everything that we need, we are enough. If we are not in the environment that we need to allow those things to grow and flourish, then, Father, you bring us to that place, and you nourish us, and you feed us, and you give us a drink from the living water that will allow us to grow and to become who you created us to be. And he will do it. Like he you will said, do it. it's a promise. It's mm-hmm. a promise. Um, I... I I tell me and Sage all the time, probably about three times a week, that, hey, hey, baby, we're going to suit up. That's what I say. <laughs> Let's suit up. Yes. And we read Ephesians 6 over awesome. each other. And before yes, I we love do, that. before we started Ephesians 6 14, so it's just a snippet of, of the full armor of God. But before that, we start with Ephesians 6 1 because I, I know. Um, she just needs to ho- obey her parents, and that's the <laughs> <laughs> right. Wait, you're, you're, 
you're four months old, but you're going to know this. And the first thing it says, children, oh, obey yeah. your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Yes. Honor your father and mm, mother. Yes. For this is the first commandment with a promise. That's right. That it may go well with you yes. and that you may live long in the land. And I love what you said because yes. all, really all we have to do is, is obey. Mm-hmm. And and just like the family unit shows you a broken reflection of of the father, um, we don't need family to know this. We need we need the Lord, yes. and He is that fertile so- mm-hmm. soil. He is the ground. He is the promise. If you just obey me, if you just abide in me, it will yes. go well with you, yes. and you will live long in the land yes. that He inherits to us. Yes. <laughs> I just love it. But I also want to go back um, to one, just lastly, on legacy and comparison. What is it like living in this life um, for you? Um, and and what and maybe even a tax that you have on comparison for what your life should look at like mm. in this world versus what God tells you. <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, first of all... <laughs> Uh, let me just tell you, <laughs> <laughs> I am not a perfect person, and I don't have this all figured out. <laughs> In case you're wondering. So, yeah. So a lot of times, you know, we think, oh, they must have this all down pat and never yes. struggle with this. No, that is not the case. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Yeah, so therefore, that's why it's important for me to abide. <laughs> yes, of course, of course. Yeah, that is necessary for me to do as well. And yeah, I mean, oh my goodness, yes. I think that is one of the things that the enemy uses to suggest to us often mm-hmm. in all kinds of ways, mm-hmm. in all kinds of ways, mm-hmm. you you know, you don't say the right thing. You don't, you don't look the right way. You're not wearing the right thing. I mean, all those things. And, and we live in a society where everything is so, um, flashed before our eyes all the time. Yeah. And God does call us to excellence. He does call us to excellence because he is excellent. However, he again, does not leave it up to us to just figure out how to get there. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that he has taught me a lot is that if I will abide in his word, if I will practice the disciplines of spending time in prayer, being grateful and thankful, even when things may not be exactly like I would prefer them to be. Right. Choosing to be grateful and thankful anyway. Choosing what my mind dwells on and making sure that those things are edifying Mm -hmm. to me, Mm -hmm. but then also to others. And if they're not, to take my thoughts captive and say, no, I can't dwell on those things. I'm choosing to dwell on what is right, pure, lovely, of good repute Mm -hmm. out of Philippians 4, 8. Mm -hmm. And those things help us keep our minds where they need to be. We're constantly being transformed by the renewing of our mind. So it doesn't say just get your mind transformed. It's be ye transformed, Mm -hmm. which means there's an ongoing process. And you and I, 
and every woman Mm -hmm. listening is constantly having the opportunity to make those daily choices. Yeah. And as we practice things and repeat things, we can rewire our minds. Mm -hmm. We can get rid of old hardware and download new hardware that lines up more with the Word of God and with things that bring life to us, and Mm -hmm. we can learn to speak life over us. So all of these things are a growing process. I don't think for any of us, it's just an instantaneous, now you got it moment kind of thing, you know? (laughs) That should make everybody listening feel better. (laughs) Yeah. It's a journey. It's a journey, but God is faithful. And if we will walk that journey, He'll be there with us, Mm -hmm. and He's not going to walk away from us or give up on us if we make a mistake. Mm -hmm. I think it's so important to realize that if we feel condemnation, mm-hmm. that's not coming from him. Yeah. He doesn't condemn us. He forgives us. He says if we're faithful and just, if we ask, he will be faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us. Mm-hmm. And so in especially where comparison is concerned, I think it is just as simple as this. Mm-hmm. Father, I realize that I have been thinking in this way against myself. And I lay that at your feet. I confess that to you. Replace it with your thoughts. Your thoughts are higher than my thoughts. Your ways are higher than my ways. Mm -hmm. Take what I've been thinking and replace it with the way you think. Yes, And that's living from him instead of for him or for ourselves. Oh, I love that. In the uh, art campus, Pastor Zach, mm. he said just on just nonchalantly, you know, on a Facebook recording on his evening teachings, he said, um, "When you fail, that's not the problem." <laughs> he said, <laughs> "Right." He said, "If you're um, failing time and time again at the same thing, let's work on that." He said, yes. "So that you can move on to a new failure that yes. will grow you." And I yes. just loved that. <laughs> he said, "No, it's not bad to fail. Right. You just need to learn from those." Yes, and I love that. He said, "Can we please move on to a new failure?" And I just thought that was so funny because that's <laughs> honest. You know, there's yes. always something it's we need real. to work on. <laughs> oh man, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But thank you so much for your time. I would yeah. love as we wrap up for you to just pray over the women and the legacy that they lead Mm -hmm. just in abiding in the obedience of our Father Mm -hmm. and just thank you for this time Um, it's very precious Mm -hmm. anytime I get with Annette so I'm very honored and I'll just have you pray us out okay Father thank you so much for your many many blessings thank you for the benefits of being your daughter's And what that means from a kingdom perspective, we don't always have the right perspective from that according to what we see in earthly relationships. But when we focus on what it means to be a daughter in a kingdom way, we see blessing and honor and benefit and inheritance And so we thank you for those things, Father. We bless you, Father, 
Oh, Father, I pray for the women that are listening today that they would see you as their gardener, that you have already put within them everything that they need to live this life according to your word and your purposes and your promises. And thank you, God, from Jeremiah 29, 11, we know that you have plans and purposes for us that are good. So we yield to you and ask you to harvest those things in us. Wherever we are right now, we just pray that as we abide in you, that your goodness, your fruitfulness, your faithfulness would just go to the ends of our roots and continue to nurture us in a way that allows us to continue to grow in you. Thank you, Father, that when we get weary, that we can turn to you and be reminded that you are our source. It's not up to us. We don't have to do things alone. We don't have to figure things out alone. Thank you that you are the answer and you are the responsible one. I pray, Father, that you would encourage the women who have sown seeds and may not have seen the harvest of those seeds yet. Just encourage them where they are, Father, that their efforts, their um, their prayers, their obedience unto you is not empty. but that you bring the water and in time those things will bring a harvest if we don't give up. So encourage those that are in that place where they feel like giving up today, Father. Thank you that your spirit goes before us. Thank you that your spirit sees all beginning, middle, and end. And when we can't see the whole picture, you see it. And I thank you, God, for the harvest that you're going to bring. I thank you for the harvest that you are preparing and that are just around the corner that we we don't see yet, but we know that they're there because your word says. So thank you, Father. Thank you for the opportunity to glean from the past and to sow into the future. Help us to see those opportunities everywhere we go, every day, and be aware of them and allow you to sow into them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 